Welcome to Sensorial with Eunice, a portal to Asian diaspora creativity and healing. I'm your host, Eunice KS, and welcome to the first episode of 2022. How have you been? I hope you've been staying warm and taking care of yourself during this tender period of winter. As for me, these past four weeks have felt so intense and it's been a period of allowing my body to rest and recharge. My body's been moving a lot slower the past month and the element of water, this idea of flow has been a big theme in my life as of late. And so today's episode is so relevant. It's all about flowing like water. Today's guest is none other than Zoe Gong, a traditional Chinese medicine chef, nutritionist, and the founder of Five Seasons TCM. In this episode, we explore how the element of water guides her business, life, and relationships. And we also get into the spirituality of nature, of Zoe's journey of building her business and writing her first book, and the freedom that she feels expressing herself authentically through her brand, body, food, and art. And before we get to the show, I want to invite you to a Lunar New Year ceremony that I'm hosting virtually on Wednesday, February the 2nd. It's going to be a magical evening of community, throat chakra healing, and ancestral remembrance and ritual. So if you want to cultivate a more loving relationship with your voice while in community and express your essence more freely and fully through speaking, I hope to see you there. It's donation-based. And to RSVP, just look in the show notes of this episode. You can also go to my Instagram, units.ks, for the link in bio to RSVP. Also, just quick shout out to my patrons. Y'all are the best Thank you so much for your support. Everyone else, if you want to support the show and get access to behind the scenes content and some exclusive discounts for my offerings, join us on Patreon. I have some exciting new offerings that will be birthing very, very soon. So stay tuned and get on my newsletter if you haven't already. All right, let's get to the show. I just remember when we first met, I forget when it was, but it was one of your acupuncture ear seed pop-ups. Yeah, I was back, it must be three years, two years, three years, something like that. Yeah, it was definitely before the pandemic, but I just loved the different creative pop-ups, products, experiences that you've put together. And it's been really fun, for example, when you were putting together the herbs even before you launched the five seasons TCM to like receive it in a little baggie and cook with it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's wild to think that in the last three years, so much has transformed. Totally. I want to bring up the card that I pulled for you because it's so apt for this conversation. It's called transformation. It said that you're in a period of deep transformation and healing on a cellular level. It's time to release old ways of being, and you're being called to find new ways to self-soothe. So given what's been going on in your life recently, I'm curious what's coming up for you. Yeah. As you said, many things has been, you know, happening for me and both in career and also I think in relationship, I just got out, out of relationship actually. So just like last week or two weeks ago, oh, that's kind of a big 
change for me. Yeah. And in terms of career, a lot of new things happened actually since COVID. You know, I got a book deal and I launched my own company. I have a more clear vision of what I want to do. So yeah, I think overall it's very exciting and I am the kind of person who don't really have a grand plan or like, you know, I don't write anything like plan one, two, three, four, five. I just kind of go with the flow. You know, the flow has been guiding me towards a good direction. So right now I'm just mostly focusing on writing my book and everything around food therapy. I want to make that my focus uh, rather than all different branches of Chinese medicine. Congratulations. That's incredible. How has that process been like for you to put all your energy into something so um, it requires patience, I imagine, versus like putting together an Instagram post and shipping it out the same day? Yeah, yeah. So the book actually got really lucky. There was a literary agent who approached me and then we, I think it was just end of last year. And then we worked together to put up a book proposal and we got a lot of interest from publishing companies. And we signed a book deal early this year, I think mid this year, like in May. Yeah. And then I've been working on this book slowly uh, from then. Uh, it's an it's an interesting experience, you know, to actually put all the knowledge in one, you know, in one thing, like to really consolidate everything that one that I want to put out. And it's a, also a good exercise for me to learn to give up things too. I wanna, you know, you want to put everything in, but you also need to know what to choose and what to give up. Uh, so that's a nice practice for me. And and it takes and it takes time. It's a lot of work. What you brought up right now with like what you, you know, you want to put in everything into your baby, your book, but then discerning what to take out or what to withhold, I feel like must be a theme that comes up with your work in general, because it's so multifaceted, right? So like, I know you as a chef, nutritionist, like painter artist, like different companies, author, How do you discern what to work on at a period of time and what to quote unquote give up or just like put to rest for for a while? Yeah, you know, that has been the theme of (laughs) my entire life because I feel like I have the tendency to just take on a lot of things. And so I've been learning to be more, more focused on one thing. And I think right now, everything that I'm doing is around Chinese medicine, food therapy. That's my very clear focus. Even though I'm writing the book, I'm a chef, I, you know, I'm a nutritionist, but everything is around that theme. So these different aspects actually go hand in hand with that theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think that's what also what my, what makes my practice unique because, you know, feeding people, right? making the food and the theory of food therapy and having a platform to to educate these these really just they have to be together in my mind for them to make mm. the best um so these are my definitely my primary focus and so for the art, artistic side i try i really try to express that through 
the food therapy work through the TCM work by, you know, making the food more artistic, you know, and make the, the teaching more creative. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the painting, I'm really slowing it down because it takes, you know, a big chunk of time at the painting side. So I only paint when I feel this creative urge to to really uh, have no restriction and just paint I would actually put other work down for a couple of hours and work on painting I actually have one right now that's not finished I just you know add a little bit things when I feel like doing it that really free I think free up the mind for me Mm. kind of free up the the brain energy Mm. and it's it's a very nice feeling when you know that you could do something else. It really captures the multidimensionality of you as a being, an artist, and just like you as an existence, you know? And I feel like with entrepreneurs or people whose work is so close to who they are, for me, it feels like that too. It's like with this podcast, everything that I do, it's like I pour so much of my heart into it. And even the aesthetic, it's so tied to how I feel and how I hope to help people feel. So it's sometimes like hard to separate, hard to not work on it all the time. So I'm also cultivating these practices and rituals where it's enjoyable, it's therapeutic and mind clearing, but it's not going towards the business because even if it's amazing and it's purpose and, you know, what gives you joy at the end of the day, we need to rest, you know, we need to like close our brain for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and also, you know, I think the business part is my least favorite side, <laughs> <laughs> like doing a startup. It's honestly, you know, so much work and e-commerce is not really my thing. I don't really like numbers and like the startup culture, but when moments hit like that, I just try to see it in another perspective rather than focusing on we have to do this hit this goal and that goal and these numbers I try to see the other side of the education that we're doing Mm. the seeds that we are you know cultivating through this business and really changed you know changing the perspective helps with everything you know so the work doesn't seem too draining and and to talk to my partners, you know, my staff about things also really helps to foster just communication is also super, super important for even as a like a stress relief. Receiving support and also doing yeah, things exactly. together because you're yeah, you can do things by yourself, but then the impact will be limited because it'll be limited to your capacity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it seems clear what you feel like your superpowers are or where you find the most enjoyment. And then mm-hmm. it seems like you work with partners or your team to kind of distribute work that maybe doesn't fall in your like zone of genius or what makes you feel super lit up. How has that process been like for you over the course of your life? Like, did you always know what you liked and what you're good at? Or were there points of your life where you were kind of experimenting and discovering that about yourself yeah totally such a great question so you know I take on a lot since I was really young (laughs) so I was always the you know the class president and like oh okay you know (laughs) this kind of uh I don't know why but I was always since elementary school 
until like <laughs> middle school and high school I was always the class president blah, blah, blah. so I when what I like doing is to take up a lot of responsibility and trying mm. to do a lot of things on my own um just because I feel like I you know it's hard to trust others right it's hard mm. to delegate I think it's a common problem for many entrepreneurs so this is something I really uh try to learn especially after launching my own companies and to really trusting others to to do the work uh, and 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 learn to delegate and I I know what I'm good at but the hard part is to feel the confidence and giving the part that I'm not the best at to others Mm, that's what I've been been learning so but it's getting better still in, in progress you know and because of my company is we're so 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 small we didn't have an investor so everybody inevitably just need to take multiple jobs and titles but we we've been trying to you know organizing a more efficient way so it's it's less draining for for everyone but I think we're getting better and better at it day by day definitely a learning, learning process. I mean, especially in the past year where globally we've gone through so much transformation for you to start five season CCM during the pandemic, right? Or was it before? Yeah, during the pandemic. During? Yeah. yeah, it takes a lot of just continuous willingness to transform and learn and like grow because when you're creating something that's an extension of you, but then it needs more than you to create that. It takes so much trust building with everyone yeah. and like communicating your vision to other people. And I think one way that you do that really well is through visual storytelling. And so I feel connected to your work for a number of reasons, but the visuals, the avant-garde, like aesthetic inspired by your heritage, your culture, as well as the field of traditional Chinese medicine, I think really resonates with a lot of people. And yeah. I'm curious if there was someone or something in your life that first inspired you to explore visual art as a medium for expressing yourself. Yeah, so uh, I think I'm really just lucky I was born born with it, you know, I never did anything really artsy when I grew up, you know, in a Chinese family, right? Art is not the thing <laughs> that's encouraged. But when my family, my parents loved traveling. So they, they did bring me to uh, Europe when I was, you know, 10 years old. And for each holiday, let's say the summer vacation, they always take me to a country or a foreign province in, in China. And we'll go to museums. I guess I was influenced that way. But, you know, before I came to the U.S., I always thought being creative was the hardest thing for me. Mm. I think it was the education back home is very, everything has one answer only. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's very strict. And I really thought creative was so, being creative was very hard. But after I came here, I think the education here really helped me to be more confident in terms of expressing myself. And yeah, that's how that that's I really feel like that's what I, you know, am born to do. I think if I my parents let me study art, I would totally go to an art school rather than doing what I'm doing. But also at the same time, I think I'm thankful that I'm doing what I'm doing now so that 
this unique combination could happen. Because if I only do art, right, I would know nothing about Chinese medicine and I wouldn't telling the, the story like I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I mean, the way I perceive you or the way I receive what you create is like art. And I think that's what the intentionality behind all your creations is so clear that it's supposed to be promoting healing and art. And I think that's what makes it so special because you're infusing that intentionality into mediums that maybe traditionally not carry that level of care and intentionality around healing. Yeah, totally. You know, art is is so healing. Some people may think like, why, why do you need art? Right. But that's why it is is healing. It it changes people in a not physical way, right? But in a a deeper level that can eventually manifest it in a physical change too. That's what art is doing. And art is very freeing. Everybody has their own kind of art. And I really try to encourage everyone to explore whatever their art form is. That can definitely help with physical health mm-hmm. when there is a the creative channel the expressive channel in you is totally free your mind is definitely more free as well and your digestion get better you know you have more <laughs> motivation yeah it's all one and the same where you know all the layers I've learned about your journey of healing right your finding healing by experimenting different ways. You're like a walking, not billboard, but you're like a walking example of how TCM transformed your life and your health. And I'm curious if you would have imagined that you would be working on what you're doing back when you were like class president and, you know, naturally creative, but like, when was the moment when you realized, oh, I meant to use my gifts to actually share TCM with the West? Yeah, so that was a lot of different life events that accumulated and then led me to that point. So uh, in the very beginning, I wasn't really into Chinese medicine at all. You know, I came from a Western nutrition background. I was working with chefs who does 100% almost like Western cuisine uh, when I was in uh, undergrad. And I did that for a couple of years. I thought that would be my path. You know, I I even hosted um, dinner parties in Shanghai back then, but that was exclusively focused around Western kind of healthy Californian kind of cuisine. Um, So I did that for like two, three years. And then I was just extremely bored. I just (laughs) felt like there was nothing new for me. You know, I was tired of all the dietary restrictions I have to follow for for whatever reason, and I was tired of the salads, the avocado toast, the chia pudding, <laughs> the thibos that was really trendy back then. And I was like, there must be, I want to know more. That's just my intention. Mm. So I just really started by reading Chinese, old Chinese recipe books. And they were so fascinating. I saw so many vegetables. I, I didn't know what they are. You know, I didn't even recognize the Chinese character. And even in the book, they mentioned, you know, a lot of nutrition principles that is very advanced. That's almost like what we we're talking about today or even more advanced, right? And so I got really interested and I, I, I realized that in order to understand these recipes, I have to learn Chinese medicine. Mm. 
So that's kind of the first thing. I'm like, wow, this is kind of amazing. I want to know more. And also at the same time, I, I was doing some researches in the trendy superfoods. And then the more research I did, the more I realized a lot of them had a root in Chinese medicine. Mm. I was like, why? You know, all these trendy things, they all, they're actually coming from my culture. And I have I had no clue. So this is like, okay, I need to know more. And also at the same time, just very randomly, I was taking a dance class in New York. And I, I met this girl and she said, oh, she's she just graduated from acupuncture school. And I was like, oh, there's acupuncture school here. You know, you can study Chinese <laughs> medicine in, the, in New York. And she's like, yeah, and it's a master's degree. And then I signed up for the program the next day. And then that's wow. how kind of everything really started. And right away, I started to host medicinal dinners. Back then, I had, you know, 800 and 500 Instagram followers. I just started without any marketing, really, because I had experience hosting dinners with the chefs I was working with, because I had experience with nutrition, because I'm a, I'm a Chinese person, I kind of familiar with all these herbal things that's how I get got started and just got bigger and bigger and bigger mm. from that point and and I, I really felt that was my calling because also at the same time my I had dysmenorrhea amenorrhea my period wasn't coming and was Chinese medicine that fixed it during that time period as well so see all these factors this was just really guiding me yeah. to do what I do right now it really seems guided. Your whole story, it's like there's like a flow. And I think part of it is you being so receptive to flowing, maybe not having to know all the answers around how is my path exactly going to look like, you know, and you mentioned in the beginning of our conversation that you don't always write down exactly what you're calling in, but things sort of unfold for you like the book deal. I'd love to learn a little bit more about how you started embodying that relationship with flow, with energy. I don't know if you call it spirit or source or if you identify with a certain like type of religion or spirituality, but has that evolved over the years too? Oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely. I think, um, you know, grew up, uh, my family is atheist. I was, they're not spiritual at all, right? And so I, I was, that part of me was completely empty until I actually started to do more chef work, work with more vegetables, with nature, with the herbs. Just for some reason, I just became more drawn to everything spiritual, and I started to read some Buddhist text because Buddhism and the, the Buddhism philosophy is, is very much connected with Chinese medicine philosophy. Um, and I started reading these texts and I, I loved it. They are so freeing and it's all about don't have attachment. It's all about just do good things, but also don't try too hard. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, go with the flow. Everything will be okay. That's kind of how nature is too you know nature is very very flexible it has the ability to destroy also has the ability to heal as long as you have some patience and also what i do these i touch these you know raw ingredients these herbs every day i i also really feel like i'm closer 
to nature by doing the work that I do. Again, with you know seasonal ingredients as well, the seasonal eating principles. Uh, I really feel I'm much more aligned mm-hmm. with the nature. Even I noticed like my period was just magically be more aligned with the moon too. Me too. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. Which is uh, I would never think about these things before you know so the, it's this I, I really don't have a reason why I became more more spiritual but I, I just really think these babies did the work you know by just by making them and putting the energy into it and and it has been so so wonderful because as a healer I think we need to have some of, of these energy within us mm-hmm. so we can help our patients more than just giving them food advice is mm-hmm. again about transmitting the energy to them as well. Yeah, yeah. By these babies, I saw you pointing at your a shelf of herbs that you keep together in these jars of different colors, textures, and it really seems like your spirituality and also just your approach to life and business and everything in general stems from your connection with nature and herbs and food it's like everything is so in connection with each other you know like when you're using your hands to cook or when you're using the herbs to paint there's that direct connection with nature that I think maybe appeals a lot to people these days too because I feel like there's this movement back to to go back to nature to step back from the artificiality of where our society has gone to I know these herbs and nature also inspire your tattoos and different forms of visual art. So I'm curious what that process has been like too, where it's like you feel this deep connection with nature and then you adorn yourself with these special herbs or flowers that mean so much to you. Yeah, I uh, I really like tattoos. I think I'm just born to like these kind of things. You know, when I was even very young, I didn't even know what English was. I loved these kind of a little bit, how do you say, not mainstream kind mm. of kind of art. Even when I was uh, watching movies, I was like kind of darker humor, mm. like darker kind of music. Um, so I've always been drawn to tattoos and I know I want more uh, florals and like herbs on my body. Yeah, just I, I think having them uh, really, when people sees me, it's also, uh, it gives them, uh, how, how do I say, like a really different different feeling, right? They mm-hmm. want to see the peonies. I, I want to have something Chinese because they're Chinese peonies are national flowers on me to I don't know make a statement maybe um and yeah I, I just want to have more veggies on me and I love to carry art pieces of the artist on my body I think it's that connection with nature but also the freedom that you feel with expressing yourself creatively I feel like we can receive we can feel that too from anyone yeah. who comes to your brand or looks at pictures that you upload. There's so many other projects you were working on too. When we first met, you were talking about like jewelry and like art and book and everything. And it's really cool to see how you tune back into your connection with nature and creative expression as this central headquarters almost. And then everything is kind of like a channel or just like a medium through which you express. 
Yeah, totally. So everything I talked about, I'm still doing, but just very slowly on the side of my brain so I can still be more focused. And for the jewelry, actually just we were doing our first prototypes. And then it's very nice. I have a partner who was who I met through my Chinese medicine work. Mm. He's a graphic designer from Korea and he worked for a jewelry company. So that's definitely something I really wanted to do to have make jade more modern because jade is such a healing stone too. And jade jewelry is very, I think it's, it's very natural because it's just a stone and you carve it. It's not like metal right? when you cast it into, a, into something. I love jade juries and that's also back of the mind that will be hopefully in the next couple of years that we can do something with those as well. Yeah, I love the way you phrase it though. Like I almost visualize it like river streams. There's all these different streams going at their own pace. You're not trying to like rush anything. And you also yeah. like are thinking intentionally about where is my energy flowing in this season of life? And that's something I've been able to recognize as something challenging for me, especially when I have a rush of ideas of I could do this, I could write this, I could share this. And then it's like, for me, what's helped is inviting a dialogue with what I'm creating. So if it's like a podcast or a book, how do you want to be birthed? When do you want to come out into this world? Or how would you like to come out? And it's almost like this co-creation and more of a natural birthing process as a mother of these creations rather than traditional business coaches and programs are not like that at all, you know? And so, yeah, even as you describe your process, I visualize bodies of water flowing around. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love water. I just want to be water, you know? <laughs> and in Taoism, it's the strongest thing, right? And it's always so quiet, but it's also the strongest, stronger than fire. And it, it can break stones if it just one drop of water, you know, mm. over a thousand years can penetrate a, a stone. And it's so flexible. It can get into any form and it can, it can cleanse itself. It can clean other things. So, yeah, I definitely really maybe being like water can be my model or something. And, and I think by doing more and more uh, businessy kind of thing, it's also make me making me learn a lot you know I kind of know now you know when I see a project or an idea I kind of have a more realistic estimate about how much energy it will take me and how much time how much money I'll have kind of a concept in my mind so this also helped me to delegate which I should do first and what I should do second and third as you embody this water in terms of how you create your business and how you grow your art how has that been in terms of other areas of your life so like personal or relationships or family like is it just as easy or comfortable for you to embody that water flexibility and balance yeah so you know i me and my family always have a good relationship and i'm not i'm not actually a very family kind of person but family side is really good they're very supportive of what I do and they wasn't before right <laughs> like a Chinese family you're gonna want to do a be a, be a chef in their mind it's like back kitchen Chinese restaurant and like mm -hmm. saute things all day right I think they understand it more and more now um 
So that means that is good in a relationship. I mean, I just got out of a relationship, which is kind of freeing for me. I think it's, it's hard to be like water in a relationship because it's not that easy to find a partner who also responds mm. to that kind of flexibility. And I think in New York, it's generally uh, <laughs> difficult. I don't know. Yes. And, and I also, <laughs> my taste in men is not <clears throat> the best. <laughs> so I always tell that to my friends and they all know because I really like people who are artistic, who kind of don't know what they're doing kind of people but I guess I'm at the mindset that I'm not in a hurry Mm. I really try to apply the water quality to it actually right you know after this breakup before I would be on apps I'll be like swiping whatever you know I have time but now I'm like I deleted all the apps I just want to focus on myself and then to welcome different people in my life kind of manifesting them manifesting the kind of person who would be uh, responding to this kind of water water energy so that makes me feel really good it's like I'm not in a hurry anymore and again go with the flow and that person will I I really believe will eventually just show up I keep thinking of the Lao Tzu quote nature never hurries throughout our entire conversation I just keep hearing that quote or feeling that quote of a river just flowing by it's yeah nature is never in a rush it's never too late it just arrives when it's supposed to and it destroys it creates it just is and I think a lot of our society has conditioned us to feel like we are late or like we have to do something by a certain time or we have to find someone to be our partner it's like an active oh yeah like hunting sort of thing when it's like yeah actually how are you going to find your compatible vibration if you're manipulating that vibration to get something you know what I mean totally yeah (laughs) And, and many people would say when they break up they're like oh I wasted so much time on this on, on this guy on this girl right but I really don't think so because you definitely you had some great time and I always learn from my partners I, I really value each relationship I've been I'm still friends with most of them and they help me a lot with uh, my business and you know sometimes when I'm feeling down I can still talk to them such water energy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would love to know what is your wildest dream beyond any limitations, any barriers? Wildest dream. <laughs> <laughs> it would be probably being able to talk to things that don't speak. Mm. That's something I really wanted to do. Like what? Anything, you know, uh, a a tree, Mm. talk to time, you know, to be connected to things that we can't see, like a fourth dimensional or Mm. or those kind of things. Yeah. That would be really interesting. I would love that too. Yeah, let me get on that dream too. (laughs) I didn't think of that (laughs) one, but that also sounds like something I want. It's also just even with that connection with nature it's like a 3d connection maybe spiritual connection but like 
yeah, what does that look like in a fifth dimensional or like if you can talk to rivers and hear what they're saying? Yeah. It must be such a cool yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah, totally. And and another thing, I guess, a goal, right? The ultimate goal is that I could just be satisfied and for 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 whatever I have, like, you know, the, the total non-attachment to really uh, achieve that that's extremely difficult I doubt I can do it for this lifetime but I think that would be just total freedom in the mind satisfaction yeah just be satisfied with whatever you know and not be be away from the three poisons right the anger the ignorance and and, and greed mm. these three things that is very hard yeah, um, and I uh, that last kind of the the goal. If we can reach that, I think everything would be would be beautiful, and um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like the ultimate goal. Yeah, and so thinking back to the different Zoe's in your life, like the younger selves, whether it was the class president Zoe in elementary or. Maybe the Zoe that first discovered TCM as healing, whatever younger self comes to mind, is there a message that you think they would have loved to hear and any message that you would love to share with them today? Uh, I don't know. I probably wouldn't say anything to my previous self because I feel like that would change the life path mm. that's supposed to be like that, you know? But if I, I can say something to others, it would be to uh, free the mind and use the, your ability to see things in different perspectives. When you, you, know, when you change the perspective of seeing things, it, it, it's, it, things get so much better. So for example, when you're like, nowadays, we we'll always want to do something. You know, sitting here doing nothing seems like a thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, the boredom seems just so, so bad. You have to do something. But if you, you think of it in another way, that when you are bored, when you're doing nothing, you're giving your body an, an opportunity to rest. Mm. You are training your mind to be empty. So this kind of just one example, right? If, if we all can think like this, then there will be less stress. Yeah in our lives and that you know less stress lead to what less anger less hatred and our our world just becomes a better place yeah free the mind free the mind be like water it reminds me of the bruce lee quote be like water right our mind is like a vessel so if it's a cup and then you put water in it it'll be the shape of the cup or if you put yeah. it in a vase, it'll be a vase. So it's like, it'll be whatever we think it's going to be. And yeah. if we just kind of flow like water, we create the life that we want to live in based on how we imagine it. So I think free the mind, that's been a motto of mine too. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And I've, I'm always think sometimes I ask myself, am I ready to just stop everything that I'm doing and go to a temple and be a non? I ask myself this question. And you know, sometimes I, I think my answer is yes. I think it'll be okay if I just give up any everything and just uh, live a really simple life with nature. I think I would still 
be happy. But sometimes I would say like, no, I, I've done too many other things. I don't want to give it up. So I guess in the in the process of finding the answer. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why you're in New York City, right? Yeah. You know, you know, everybody says New York is such a noisy, little quick city, but I really don't feel like it that much. Because if you want, any place can be a peaceful and quiet place. It's just really your intention. Mm. The place really doesn't matter at all. I never thought New York is too much. Mm. But also because maybe I grew up in a big city. I'm kind of used to it. <laughs> but you know, actually in New York, there are a lot of peaceful corners of New York with a lot of nature. Mm. And again, it's all about you, how, how you think of this place. Yeah. You know, it all starts from within. So Zoe, where can we find you and support your work? You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is Zoe Xingyi Gong. Xingyi is my Chinese name. And my company website is Five Seasons TCM.com, where you can find free recipes and some of our products. We have nine different um, tonic bags. So these are herbal blends that you can make. You, you can use to make tea or bone broth or porridge. And I, I formulated them. I really like these formulas. And I think it makes it easier for people because it's all in tea bag form for you. Thank you, Zoe, for coming on Sensorial. Everyone, remember to support Zoe and Five Seasons TCM on her website. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show. As always, I'd love to hear from you and hear what resonated with you from the episode. And remember to check out my upcoming Lunar New Year ceremony. It's on February the 2nd, and it's going to be such a powerful experience. I can already feel it. So I hope to see you there. The RSVP link is in the show notes. And a big shout out and thank you to Sensorial patrons for supporting the show and helping Sensorial be a reality. Everyone else, if you would like to support and get access to behind the scenes content and discounts, join us there on Patreon. And if you haven't already, subscribe to my newsletter for the latest updates and follow along the journey on Eunice.ks on Instagram. All right. Hope you take care of yourself and stay warm and cozy and see you next week.